0: I think it's so befitting that we spoke up concerning the love of Christ. I believe many of us who call themselves to be believers should begin to examine the love of Christ as we interact with one another. The Bible declares that while we were yet sinners, Christ demonstrated His love towards us, that He sent His Son to die for us. And the Bible also declares that that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And the Bible also says that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. So grateful for the love of the Lord on this morning. It's good to see everybody this morning. Thank you for joining in. I want you to do me a favor. Continue to share this broadcast if you have not shared it at this time. I stated this when I started this series that this was a message not for our local body alone, but for the body of Christ at large. So if you can go with with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. I'm gonna be looking at verses 30 through 37. I've been on this series called, Will You Be My Neighbor? I wanna continue on that theme on this, this morning. Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 37. I'm reading from the New King James version of the Bible and the Bible declares, then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing wounded him departed leaving him half dead now by chance a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side verse 32 says likewise a levite when he arrived at the place came and looked and passed by on the other side but a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was And when he saw him, he had compassion. I want you to make note of that word. He had compassion. So he went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever you more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these, this is Jesus speaking, three, do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed him mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. I want us to look at verse number 33 again. The Bible declares, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed and came where he was, when he saw him, he had compassion. This morning, I want to talk from the subject, um, a heart issue, a heart issue. You may be seated wherever you are in the presence of the Lord. I've been on this series, detailing Racism and Racial Injustice, from a biblical standpoint, and I talked on my first week about how racism and racial injustice is a hurt issue. Then I talked about how it was a historical issue, and this morning I want to talk about how it's a heart issue. Our hope for unity in the body of Christ rests in the hearts of men. Want to hear me and hear me good. Every policy, every protest, and every plea will be in vain if it does not pierce the hearts of men. How do I know? Because Psalm one forty verse two declares, "Evil is planned in the hearts of men." Psalm eighty one twelve declares, "Evil is made pervasive in the hearts of men." And Jeremiah seventeen nine declares, "Evil is planted in the hearts of men." That means the 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 heart of the matter as it pertains to racism and racial injustice is a matter of the heart. I hope y'all just caught what I said. The the heart of this matter that we're dealing with is a matter of the heart. Therefore, as believers, if we do not respond in a way to racial injustice in a manner that cultivates unity, then we must question the contents of our hearts. There's been so much rhetoric, there's been so much language, fueling out the hearts of believers that does not cultivate unity. And if it does not cultivate unity, we must question the contents of our hearts. This is why David declared in Psalm 139, verse 23 through 24. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see, watch this, if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Because whenever, watch this, we fail to see injustice with the sight of God is because we fail to have our hearts searched by God. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. Whenever, if I can't see injustice with the sight of God, it's probably because I failed to allow God to search my hearts. We've got to tell God on this morning, search our hearts, oh Lord. Because I believe in this season of racial tensions and racial division, it's critical that believers ask the Lord to search our hearts. Many of us are giving commentary without God searching our hearts. Many of us are are putting on events to say this and to say that without asking God first to search our hearts. I did not do this sermon series void of asking God to search my heart. And hear this, here's the sad commentary in this season as as it pertains to the response of many believers. At the notion of racism and racial injustice many of it has been complaints as soon as we talk about racism and racial injustice people say complain worry about black on black crime it's been complaints it's, it's been conjecture y'all know why well, i want to refute all the, the 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 facts that have been laid out i've just spit it out conjecture and even more it's been violent confrontation and all of these responses are counterproductive to racial unity. Because reconciliation, watch this, always requires compassion. So you got a lot of word, but you ain't got no compassion. You got a lot of facts, but you failed to have compassion. I know you done went to seminary and you know what biblical justice looks like, but you have no compassion. If I don't respond with a level of compassion, I'll never be able to reconcile with my brother or sister in Christ. Void of the heart of Christ, we are unable to respond with compassion. And here's a sad commentary, y'all. We've got so many believers walking around with the title Christian, but fail to have the heart of Christ. Our text says, watch this, that this Samaritan had compassion. And the Greek translation of this word means to be moved. In the inward parts. That, that, that's my heart, y'all. So he was moved by way of his heart. It's the same Greek word that we find in Matthew 9, verse 36, when it says when Jesus looked upon the crowd, he was moved with compassion. So it's evident, and, and I, I love this. Notice this. The text says that a priest walked by, a Levite, one who was a worker in the house of the Lord. But the one who was moved with the heart of Christ was the Samaritan, one who historically had tension with the Jews. We've got so many preachers that's talking stuff void of the heart of Christ. And if we desire to promote unity in the body of Christ, then our hearts must respond in like manner, especially towards our brothers and sisters who've been hurt by racism and racial injustice. I don't care about your doctrine if you ain't got no compassion i don't care about what you've studied if you have no compassion i believe as we examine the text it will help us examine our hearts and here's my i, I don't care about no i know there may be some people from other churches watching but i'm saying for our church don't say nothing about racial injustice if you can't say it with the heart of christ that, that that's for my church and, and matter of fact for anyone that's watching this morning, God has led you here for a reason. Don't open your mouth if you can't open it with the heart of Christ. And I I want us to see and search our hearts and it will reveal if we're responding to racism and racial injustice with the heart of God. Let's examine our text. I want us to start at verse number 33. Verse number 33 says this, but a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Here's the first thing I want you to know. If our hearts do not respond immediately at the sight of racism and racial injustice, then we fail to respond with the heart of Christ. When I see racism and racial injustice, here's my first point. Your heart should respond immediately, immediately. Our text says that as soon as the Samaritan saw that the man was hurt, he immediately had compassion. And at the, so, so watch this. At the sign of heart of hurt, the heart of God does not need a conversation. It does not need consideration, or it does not need contemplation. Because God responds to the sight of injustice immediately, and so should we as believers. Anybody with with the heart of God can't see somebody hurting and not respond. Watch this immediately. Ah, Jesus responded immediately to those who were bewildered in Matthew 14, 17. Jesus responded immediately to those who were burdened in Mark 1.42. And Jesus responded immediately to those who were broken in Luke 5.25. Therefore, the question that we have to ask ourselves as believers at the sight of evil injustices, did our hearts respond? Watch this with caution or with compassion. In this season, there you know, many people, I said, uh, I don't know about that. If you see hurt and you have the heart of God in you, your heart should respond immediately. Oh, I hope somebody feeling me on this. How does your heart respond to those who fear for their lives from those that are called to protect them? Does it respond immediately? How does your heart respond to those who are burning down by oppression? Does it respond immediately? How does your heart respond to those who are broken by systems filled with injustices? It should respond if I have the heart of God immediately. Somebody put that in the comment box. My heart should respond immediately. So here's a word of wisdom. If your heart does not respond to the oppression of men Immediately, then maybe your heart is being dictated by the opinions of men. Maybe the reason that you're so scared to, to voice your, your, your disheartening nature of racism and racial injustice is because your heart is dictated by the opinions of men. What do I mean? Many of you are fearful of what the oppressors will say if you speak out. Many of you are fearful of what the oppressors will do if you speak out. And many of you are fearful of how the oppressors watch this will treat you if you speak out. And herein lies the problem with many believers at the site of racism and racial injustice. Too many believers are more fearful of men rather than the creator of men. The reason why some folk won't talk out, you got churches that you're scared to lose members from. You, you you worried about members leaving your church and not putting money in your offering place. You, you're more, more concerned about what your job gonna say if you speak out about the injustices that are in the land. I never wanna be more fearful of men over the creator of men. What a sad tragedy. If there's pause in your heart to move with compassion at the hurt of another believer in the body of Christ. That means your heart is controlled by the fear of men rather than your heart being controlled by the fullness of his spirit. Y'all don't like this, but i if you are not moved immediately at the sign of hurt, your heart is not controlled by the fullness of his spirit, but by the fear of men. This is why Jesus warned the disciples with these words, In Matthew 10 28 do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell therefore as believers we must revere the Lord more than men and ask the Lord to allow our hearts to respond immediately we're doing a heart check this morning y'all so many folk talking So many folk doing stuff, so many folk got suggestions about racism and racial injustice. Watch this, in the body. But if your heart never responded immediately when you saw the knee of an officer on the neck of a man that killed him, then something is wrong with your heart. It is void of the heart of Christ. Because hear this, if our hearts do not respond immediately, then something is wrong with our hearts. I'm just trying to do a heart check this morning. At the sign of racism and racial injustice, and matter of fact, anybody that's hurt in the body of Christ, my heart should respond immediately. Let's look at verse number 34. The Bible says, so he went to him and bondage his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an end, and took care of him. Here's the, the second thing I want you to know. Having the affection of God, void of the action of God, will cause the affection of God to be in vain. I hope y'all caught what I said. Having the affection of God, the the emotions of God, void of the action of God, causes the affection of God to be in vain. Because at the sight of racism and racial injustice, our hearts should respond intentionally. That's my second point. If I want to know if I'm responding to all that's going on in the land appropriately and with the heart of God, my heart should respond intentionally. Well, what what am I trying to say? Watch, Watch this in the text. In our text, this Samaritan came close in proximity to the man that was hurt. The Bible says he went to him then the bible says he personally tended to his pain notices he bonded his wounds bandages his wounds he poured oil and wine on him and he set him on his own animal and watch this: he made preparations for his continued care he brought him to an end and took care of him in other words the response of his heart was thought out tangible. it was intentional if your if your response in this season does not require a level of thought and is not tangible, you have not responded with the heart of Christ. We can have, here's the problem with many in the body of Christ. We have sympathy for their injustice, but we don't speak out against their, the injustices. We have concern for their injustice, but we do not comfort them publicly concerning their injustice. Y'all gotta know all the folks that's being silent in this season that don't wanna say nothing, you have not responded intentionally. We can have pain, oh, that's so sad, I can't believe that happened, but we do not partner with them in the fight against their injustice. I need somebody, if you're going to have some level of pain um, in my injustice, I want you to partner with me in my fight against it as well. Hear this, your sympathy does nothing for my injustice if you're unwilling to speak out. Your concern for my injustice does nothing if you're unwilling to comfort me in my injustice publicly. And your pain for my injustice does nothing if you're unwilling to partner with me in the fight of, against it. Because the heart of Christ is always intentional. Uh, y'all know Travis Green got the song. He's intentional. I can't say y'all, but his heart is intentional. It's always thought out. Intangible. Think about how God treats you. He don't just say, oh, I'm so sad that my son does not have a job. He ain't got no money. God's intentional. He'll make a way. He makes a way out of no way. So if we say that we're the seed of God and we can see the hurt of another brother and not be intentional, we got to be intentional, y'all. Because here's one of the problems with many believers at the sight of such widespread racism and racial injustice is that many have words, watch this, that reflect the heart of Christ, but we do not have the works that reflect the heart of Christ. Many of us look like we can, but we do not back it up with our works. This is why Paul declared this to Titus in Titus 1:16. Watch what Paul declares in Titus chapter 1, verse 16. He says they profess to know God, but in their works they deny him. because if the, the heart of Christ resides in you, it will be evident not by your words alone, but it works will accompany your words. Ah come on, stay with me, because yeah, listen, there's some work, some hurts that require more than a word. There's some stuff that I will endure on this journey. I need more than a word, y'all. I know we don't like that. We say just put a word on it. No, sometimes I need more than a word. More than prayer, will you help pull me out? More than a hug, will you hold my oppressors accountable? More than encouragement, will you openly call out evil against racism and racial injustice? I need more than a word. Somebody put that in the comment box. I need more than a word. Y'all know how, how you go to somebody and you rent due and they say, I'll pray for you. No, I need more than a word. There are times where I'm so hurt that I need more than a word. Thank God for the word, because I can get the word for myself. But there's times where I need my brothers and sisters in Christ to give me more than a word, because I need more than a word. I need your works. Therefore, the question we must ask ourselves as believers in this season has the response of my heart at the sight of racism and racial injustice, been intentional? That's a good question to y'all, y'all to ask yourself. What thought out and hear this tangible ways have I revealed the heart of Christ for those that are hurt by racism and racial injustice? Listen, it's one thing to reflect the heart of Christ with your words. But but what tangible ways have I done to show that I have the heart of Christ in? because if our hearts do not respond intentionally to the hurts of others, especially those that have been hurt by racism and racial injustice. Watch this, something is wrong with our hearts. I said this, and I'm gonna be out your way, that if I say I'm gonna respond with the heart of Christ, it should respond immediately. It it should respond intentionally. Now let's, let's, let's look at verse number 35. The Bible says, on the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. Hear this, healing is never accomplished by isolated act, but it, is, it requires intimate attention. Y'all stay with me, all right? This is why even in a natural, whenever we receive a diagnosis, any re- responsible physician will provide you with a plan of care that requires, watch this, periodic checkups. And it is no different with the deep hurts of racism and racial injustice. Our hearts hear this, should respond intimately. Ah, So in other words, joining in the prayer walk was helpful, but what will you do next to heal? Participating in the panel discussion, it was helpful, but what will you do next to heal? Your post about racism was helpful, but what will you do next to heal? Ah, some stuff ain't gonna just take a isolated act, but I need some intimate attention. Oh, because healing is never manifested in a protest. Healing, watch this, requires a process. This is why, this is why, oh, y'all gotta stay with me. Martin Luther King's assignment was not finished it was the beginning here. this of a process and this is why god even said jesus said greater works shall you do he said i'm gonna start this thing here but it's gonna require a process ah so therefore healing from the hurt of racism and racial injustice will require the collective intimate attention of other believers y'all know how we can be Prisoners in the moment. So I did my little prayer walk, and I'm good. I, I done made a little post because I want my, 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 my brothers and sisters of color to know I'm in the fight with them. But it was, that was an isolated act. Can you cause now that to be moved to a process? Notice notice this. I want you to consider the level of intimacy from the Samaritan in our text. Notice what happened. The Bible says he returned to this man's place of initial healing. The Bible says on the next day when he departed. And then watch this, he assumed the payment for this man's healing. Ah, The Bible says he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Here's something else I wanna pull out really quick. He paid for his healing for a crime that he did not commit. You know, you got so many folks say, well, that was my forefathers. They did it. They did slavery. Watch this. The Samaritan paid for a payment that he did not commit. And the Bible says he prescribed this man's healing. He said to him, take care of it. And watch this. He was perpetually involved in this man's healing. He says, whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Oh, y'all got to stay with me. Here is one of the problems in the body of Christ. We have too many with part-time hearts of Christ. So the foster care children, I got the heart of Christ in that. Kids that are born before they come out of their, who are killed before they come out of their mother's womb, I got a heart for Christ for that. But this hurt over here, no, ah, listen, I'm part-time with God, so my heart is part-time as well. And if my heart is part-time in Christ, it causes us to be part-time healers for Christ. If you're gonna be involved in my healing process, then I need you to be involved intimately. Listen, don't, don't even get involved in my healing process if you're not gonna get involved intimately. You, you might as well stay on the sidelines, stay on the sidelines. Side and hear this, you may not even return to my place of healing. I get that, okay, that's cool. You may not even pay for my healing. I know you don't feel justified to pay for my healing. I get that. You may not even prescribe my healing. Okay, that's cool. But the least you can do is be perpetually involved in my healing. In other words, can you remain with me until I receive my healing? We've got so many in the body of Christ that are disconnected from my brothers and sisters in Christ. Listen, I got some folk on my timeline that look like they don't even love me. They're believers, y'all, but they're saying, oh, that racism and racial injustice, that don't even exist. Oh, y'all just crying. Oh, this and that. And matter of fact, what you've done is you've removed yourself from being perpetually involved in my healing. Notice what this word intimate means. It means closely acquainted, familiar, and close. Because the heart of Christ is one that sees one healing through to the end. One of the worst things to do, if anybody who's ever played sports, is to go back to your normal activity prematurely. Because watch this, you will hurt yourself again. So here's what many believers are doing in this season. They witness the hurt. Oh, I understand that slavery existed. We we know that there was a time of segregation. We even know that there may be instances of racial injustice now but what they're really saying is get back on the playing field before you're fully healed and we're caused and we're likely to be subject to hurt again and anybody that knows about getting back prematurely you will hurt yourself worse than the initial injury oh my god if our hearts have respect failed to respond to the hurts of our brothers and sisters in Christ intimately, especially to those hurt by racism and racial injustice, then something is wrong with our hearts. Y'all don't like this this morning. Y'all don't like this. The question we are left with, especially during this season, when the sin, and it's sin, y'all, racism and racial injustice is sin, has been magnified. The question we have to ask ourselves is, what has been the response of our heart at the sign of this hurt. I've got folk that's trying to say blue lives matter. I got folk that are Christian that are saying all lives matter, and they're telling the black lives to get back in the game before they're fully healed. And the answer to this question requires great, here This personal introspection. And here's the problem. This is why the Bible says let every man examine himself. We don't want to examine ourselves. We feel justified in calling them out. We feel justified in saying X, Y, and Z without doing great introspection. And if our hearts have failed to respond immediately, intentionally, and intimately, then we must ask God to do make some incisions on our hearts so that it might reflect His. The most difficult thing for many people in our flesh to do is to admit that we were wrong. And many people are spewing commentary and their hearts are out of order. Many of us are telling people what to do and our hearts are out of order. God says, examine your heart. And if there's any, like David said, if there be any wicked thing in me, we've gotta ask God to do some incisions on our heart. Because the sad reality in this season, many people have used doctrine to refute the disdain of some in the body who've been hurt by racism and racial injustice. Some have used political disputes to refute the disappointment by those who have been hurt by racism and racial injustice. And some have responded with utter disregard when it comes to racism and racial injustice. And watch this, it has revealed much about your heart. I said this on numerous occasions, to anybody who are listening, Don't think that God is not involved in all that's going on. He's using this season to expose and uncover the hearts of men. I believe God is using this season that the wheat and the tares have grown up together. And the tares have now been exposed. I know you don't like this, but if your heart did not respond like the Samaritan in this text, your heart is desperately wicked because your heart has failed to respond with the heart of Christ. Hear this, if your heart reflects even a portion of Christ, then without hesitation, our hearts should respond immediately. Our hearts should respond intentionally, and our hearts should respond intimately when we see our brother and sister in Christ hurt. And many, and I, and I, I just wanna be honest, I believe The actions of many are really saying, I want to kick some out of the body of Christ. Uh, That's what we said with our actions, y'all. For all of us, this is my prayer in this season. Ephesians 3.17. The entire body of Christ, my prayer is Ephesians 3.17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you may be rooted and grounded in love. This is real love, y'all. And when I see my brother and sister in Christ, I can't help but respond immediately. I can't help but respond intentionally. I can't help but respond intimately. Because racism and racial injustice is a heart issue. This morning, Lord, search our hearts. Let me pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your very demonstration of love. God, we need you to circumcise our hearts. Even this pastor, God, I ask you, God, even before this sermon series, to search my heart. God, I don't want to spew out rhetoric that does not exude from the heart of God. So search my heart. Begin with me, oh Lord. And God, everyone... Attached to this local body, search our hearts, God. God, before we respond to somebody who's responding negatively to us, search our hearts, God. God. We don't want anything to come out of us that is not of you. And God, I pray for the entire body of Christ. God, I pray my prayers as you prayed in John 17:21 that they may be one and God the only way that we might be one as you and the father are one is that the heart of Christ well richly in our hearts God we pray God that wherever we find ourselves on the spectrum not just for black lives but for all lives matter of fact get the lives out of it God for all souls that we see God, let our souls and our hearts respond immediately. Let us not take it under to consideration. Let us not take it under contemplation. But God, let's, let us move expeditiously. God, at the sight of her. And God, we, we want to know what we can do. God, we don't want to just have the words of Christ, but we want the works of Christ. God, what tangible ways... Can we do, God, to help our neighbor? Help us, God, to be intentional. A post is not enough. A prayer walk is not enough. Help us to be intentional. And God we pray intimately and our hearts will respond. God, we want to see our brother through to the end. God, because healing is not an isolated act, but it requires a process. God, let us be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That we might remain with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are hurting and see them to the end. And God, I pray for the one that is watching. They search their hearts this morning. And they realize something was wrong with their hearts. God, I pray you do some incisions on our hearts. Do a work on our heart that it might reflect Christ. Because the reason why the church is divided reason why we can't all come on one accord is because many of us don't have your heart. What a sad tragedy that we failed to have your heart. Help us to have your heart. Amen. 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 At this time, I'm gonna ask if Minister Chantel can come up and take us further in the service. Listen, I love you. I want you to... Meditate on this word. Continue to share this word, because I believe what we're dealing with is a heart issue in the land. God, again, is exposing those. But as God pulls back the covers, you want to be able to declare that you have the heart of Christ. Amen. At this time, let us receive ministership.
1: The okay. Um, As I was saying, um, I just thank God for Pastor Keith for that word, and as we look at our heart issues, uh, one of the things that he said that stood out to me was healing is a process. And so my prayer for all of us as we go through this journey uh, with COVID-19, with flu season coming up, with uh, racial injustice that is plaguing our country, that like he said, that we don't get back in the game too quickly without fully going through that healing process. So we will just want to continue to pray with you uh, as you go through your journey in whatever capacity, uh, whatever season you're in. Um, If you don't know this God that Pastor Keith has been talking about, the one we have been praising, the one that we have been worshiping, I would ask that you join the family of faith. It's just a simple, God, I acknowledge you for who you are. You are the alpha, you're the omega. I ask God that you come into my heart on today. God, I'm a sinner. I messed up, I tripped up, I failed. All of us have. But when you take God's hand and and allow and give him your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, I'm telling your life will be changed. You will have challenges, but your life will be changed. And if that's you, Uh, Although you may not be in a sanctuary, you're watching online, I would ask that, you know, you reach out to us. Go to thewaychurchoftampabay.org. Send us an email. Let us know that you have joined the family of faith so that we can celebrate with you, so that we can love on you. And even if it's not here with the Way Church, maybe there's a a, a local church that you may want to join. But the first thing first is that you accept uh, the Lord, uh, Christ is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Secondly, I would like to ask, uh, maybe you have been watching us, and you say, hey, you know, I I love this word. The worship is pure, it's intimate. I love the intensity and faith, and I love how Pastor Keith rightly devised the word. I can tell that he's a man that studies the word. And maybe you want to, uh, we want to welcome you to our family of faith. And if you say that the way Tampa Bay is where I need to be, we would like to invite you to join our ministry. I'm telling you, uh, we have outreach here. Our pastor loves on this community. He loves the word of God, he loves the people. And if that's you, I would ask that you reach out to us at waytampabay.org and let us know, Said, hey, I wanna join this ministry. So if you could go ahead on your devices, whether you're on your laptop, your cell phones, And um, we just want to thank all of you, how you have been giving continuously. I know some of you may be receiving unemployment. Some of you are back to work. Praise God. But we thank you for your faith. We thank you for your consistency. We've been able to keep the lights on. We've been able to keep uh, keep up with the affairs of the church. And we are working on some things here. So whenever God allows the time for you to get back, we uh, will have some things in line for you all, but if you can, uh, it should be on the screen. You can go to Cash App. I love Cash App. It's dollar sign the Way Church of TB. Dollar sign the Way Church of TB. And also, you can go to PayPal link, which is on www. Again, thank you so much for your giving. We really, really appreciate all that you are doing and just um, how you're testing God uh, during this season. So if you have not given already, you'll have an opportunity um, as we go offline, but I want to go ahead and Benedict us. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, oh God, for the word that has gone forth on today. God, I pray that it has been sown on good ground. I pray, God, that it is planted. I pray, God, that you will water it, that you will give the increase, oh God. I pray, God, that on this week, God, that we can examine ourselves, examine our hearts, God. We know that our hearts are desperately wicked, oh God. We know that the issues from our heart, God, our mouth begins to speak, God. So I pray, Lord, that you will deal with our heart on today. God, we thank you for another day, another opportunity opportunity we pray for this week oh God we have no idea what will come up God but we ask God that you will prepare our hearts that you will prepare our minds God and that you will remind us of this word we ask God that you will keep our 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 members at the way church that you will keep our families that you will keep our friends God God those that have been diagnosed with COVID God we ask for healing right now God those that are dealing with cancer we ask for healing right now oh God that are having financial difficulties God we ask that you will heal them in their finances we thank you God and we love you and we ask all of these things in your son Jesus name we pray amen I pray you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. We love you. We love you. And uh, continue to uh, tune in to us at 1030 a.m. on Sundays. And if you are a member of a poor group, uh, at uh, whatever time your poor group is designated, I pray that um, the word has been going forth. And if you're not connected, please let us know again so that we can connect you to a group. We love you. Have a great day. Amen.
0: But see, but see, Brandon had it, okay, Brandon had it up here the, the week up. When I put this up, we put the we put it up as well. I, and what happened? That was good. Now, That was not against the wall. I'm like, wait a minute, it was, it was up. Oh, it was up? It was up. Oh, yeah. Why did you take it down? I don't know. did he take it down? I didn't take it. I'm telling you, me and him you. T- I'm not saying you took down. I'm saying did you take it down or you will I, know? L- I, I looked before him. This was like 9, at 9 PM when oh, I was okay. there. Why didn't you take the uh, protective plastic off of I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to ruin it. Yeah, because when, when I came in, when I came in, I thought it was already, it was just sitting it, so. Ah, you can probably put it up. Yeah, yeah. it's. But I'm, I'm about
1: to um switch out, because
0: that is not an amplifier. You're a great name. You're a great name. Run, run. Ron, Ron, do you not read the text? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. you a great name. Uh. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.